G.K. Chesterton was a famous English apologist, and I would say the greatest amateur theologian in history. And when people asked him why he was Catholic, this is what he would tell them. Because it reconciles the greatest set of contradictions. By that, he meant that the Christian faith allows us to simultaneously accept both the saintliness and the sinfulness of mankind that men and women are capable of great love and compassion, but also vicious hatred and cruelty, that humanity can rise to incredible heights of intellectual and scientific understanding, and yet can behave with comical stupidity, and that we have the ability to create and contemplate the most sublime things, yet we can also occupy ourselves with the most childish nonsense and triviality. To Chesterton, the curious mix of dignity and depravity in man can only be explained by the belief that we were created by a just and loving God, crafted in his own image and destined for an eternity with him. But through our fault, we have fallen into sin, and we struggle to connect ourselves once again to our Father in heaven. We all know the Christmas story, a virgin with child. A king laid in a manger. Shepherds, wise men, and angels gathered under a star in the tiny town of Bethlehem. The nonsense about which skeptics and unbelievers scoff at in the Christian faith, in fact, makes perfect sense. When we recognize that the God that comes to us in the paradoxical guise of Jesus Christ, both human and divine, does so because we ourselves live in paradox the paradox of our virtues and our vices, our successes and our sins, our insights and our ignorance, our loves and our hates, our faith and our doubts. The early church fathers and the doctors of the church struggled to discern what were Joseph's motives in the gospel reading that we just heard when he decided to divorce the mysteriously pregnant Mary. Some held that Joseph suspected Mary of adultery, Others thought that he withheld moral judgment and was just genuinely perplexed by the situation and how he was meant to fit into it. And some held that Joseph understood that Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, but he sought to protect her and the child from the shame of his own unworthiness. Perhaps we will never have an answer to that question, because God has not seen fit to clearly reveal it to us in the Scripture. But the beauty of this ambiguity is that it allows each of us to situate ourselves in relation to the nativity. Some of us may be skeptical, unwilling to to accept the miracle of Christmas, Christ coming into the world, to accept that this really happened. Others might be genuinely confused by what it's supposed to mean. What ought we to make of it? And finally, some might be burdened by their own sins and difficulties, feeling themselves unworthy or unable to partake in this time of rejoicing. We, the assembled Christian community who gather to celebrate the nativity of our Lord, exhibit all of these possibilities. Some here who have great faith, others who struggle with doubts. Some who feel God's call strongly in their lives, others still searching for that guiding light. Some already rejoicing, some still burdened. But when we look around us in the faces both familiar and new, and when we look in within ourselves, 
we see the paradox of each of these things. Each of us a paradox next to the other. And yet this is, uh, this is why God came into the world, to redeem us, to redeem all of us. This is why the birth of our Savior came about. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.